you're listening to KHOL. This is a special bonus episode of Jackson Unpacked, our weekly podcast on news, music, and culture in Jackson Hole and the Mountain West. I'm news director Kyle Mackey. Quick reminder that it's Old Bill's giving season in Jackson Hole, and we're asking for your support for local independent media. Please donate today at oldbills.org to support Jackson's only nonprofit newsroom and the only community radio station in Wyoming. Thank you for your support. In today's special episode, we're bringing you an exclusive one-on-one conversation with Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon. Gordon held a public forum in Jackson on August 31st, during which he answered questions about the state's COVID-19 response, climate change, and tourism. But we wanted to talk more specifically about Teton County, so we invited the governor into the KHOL studios. Here's reporter Will Walkie and Gordon discussing the local housing crisis, income inequality, and more. Governor Gordon, thank you so much for coming to KHOL. Thanks for coming to Teton County. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Thanks so much. So I'll start by just asking about what, in my opinion, is the number one issue here in Teton County, which is housing. You know, it's really hard for the local workforce to make it work here. Um, A lot of times they have to commute from over in Idaho, other counties, and it's getting harder and harder because the real estate market is exploding so much. I'm curious if you have thoughts on how the state can help mitigate the housing crisis here in Teton County. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that question. It, it's certainly front and center, and not, not only in Teton, it's most acute here, but, but it's really across the state. So one of the issues uh, that, that I think we need to look at is how can we put more state resource behind this effort. Uh, We were up here not long ago talking about uh, some of the state land parcels. Uh, You know, there are some considerations about can we do housing on those because we have snowplow drivers, teachers, game and fish personnel, and others that can't afford to live here. Uh, And and so the the question is, um, are are there ways that we can figure out uh, cheaper building parcels uh, are there are there efforts that we can go to to help subsidize some of the living expenses? And, and I think we have a, a couple of organizations that are really devoted to that. So one of them is WCDA. What can we do to make sure that mission is more met um, by by WCDA? It, it's important not just for state workers uh, and for uh, service personnel. It's also important because as you have companies that move in. They want to have housing for their people that are coming with them. So it's a big issue. Thank you. And just a quick follow-up, which is that, you know, the federal government did set aside some money this past year mm-hmm. to for rental assistance for folks. And that hasn't really been used up really very much in any state, but especially in Wyoming. I, I saw a stat that's it's less than 3%. I'm curious if you have any thoughts on what, what the holdup is and, and maybe how we can get some more money into folks' hands, particularly here in Teton County, but also across the state. Yeah. Well, Wyoming looked at this really uh, in, in three distinct efforts. The, the one that I think you're referencing was uh, the early cares money. Uh, and and there the legislature sort of built a facility that allowed for us to put some money out. I, I was very concerned because you know some of some of the people that are landlords are actually retirees that bought a property just so for income. So evictions wasn't really the the, the solution in that in in that particular uh, in 
kind of scenario. Uh, so, so that program had restrictions that we ran smack dab into. We addressed those later in the year. Uh, we gave $15 million uh, to uh, all the counties to deploy really at the end of December. And, and some of that money uh, came directly for rental assistance from charitable organizations uh, that that money was d delivered to. So that was a real push out and it kind of augments the money that, that, that we had uh, still stored away from CARES. And now we have the ARPA funds, the American Recovery uh, Plan funds, uh, and that program will be uh, – we, we've learned a lot, so that program will be a little looser. So we'll continue to push that, push that out. Next question, which is, again, about housing, but slightly adjacent. I don't know if you have been able to drive much around Jackson. One thing that you'd notice, and this is true across the state as well, sure. but – help wanted signs and businesses mm -hmm. that have had to cut hours or even cut full services because they just can't find enough staff for people. I'm curious if you have thoughts on what is holding back people from coming to work and how you're trying to get people to go back to work, especially for our tourism economy here in Teton County. Well, and, and, and the point again, very, very well taken. Um, Wyoming uh, really did not close down the way a number of other states did, uh, and and so uh, we were able to uh, kind of curtail our federal assistance programs for welfare early on, uh, and 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 the hope there was that we would get people sort of back and and, and working. Uh, I think it had some some success, but but I think as you say, nationwide people are not coming back to work. And uh, today I was talking about a presentation from BlackRock yesterday that was saying this is going to be a persistent issue going forward. Uh, and and one of the ways that people are going to have to address it is somehow with a technological solution. Now I don't know how you do that uh, in a tourism industry where you need people to wait tables, clear wash dishes. Um, you, you know, uh, take reservations, make sure people get their cars parked, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so, so I think we're going to have to see people feel more comfortable coming back to work, uh, which is why this COVID thing needs to be addressed. Uh, and, and then hopefully we start to see more and more people go. I will tell you that one thing we did not do uh, was uh, have a, you know, come back to work bonus. The reason we did that is because there were a lot of people that worked through the pandemic. So why should we reward people who didn't work um, differently than those who stayed stayed on? Moving on slightly to another sort of unique Teton County issue, which is inequality. Mm -hmm. um, a recent Bloomberg report put Teton County once again as the most unequal county in the nation. State legislators have proposed a number of taxes that would put a little bit more burden onto the wealthiest individuals here in Teton County to help maybe balance the budget in the rest of the state. Is that something that you're open to? Well, I think the, the state's going to have to look at its overall tax policy because so much of uh, what we depend on is really under attack. Now, does that mean we want to raise taxes? Um, uh, you, you know, that's, that's a different question. Uh, I really think that we've got to figure out what the exemptions are if we're properly assessing properties. Uh, we've got to make that transition kind of 
uh, work well uh, and slowly because I know some of the businesses were shocked here in Teton County that their new assessed valuations were so high. And now you look at home prices and, and look what's going to happen there. Uh, so so that's, that's an ongoing conversation. There, there is a lot of view around the state that you know, there's only wealthy people living in Teton County. So let's figure out some way to shellac them, uh, which I think is improper and 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 doesn't doesn't really work uh, anyway because you, you you know you'd end up with constitutional problems and a number of others. But but your point about inequality in Teton County is pretty profound. As you know, my wife has this Wyoming Hunger Initiative, uh, and Teton County actually has some of the largest demand for um, sort of food assistance. Uh, it's got the largest population of people who are food insecure. And, and, and we really, both as a state and I think Teton County, has to address that. Do you think that other state legislatures, maybe in other parts of the state, might be open to some of these taxes? And do you think that you might try to push them in a certain way, given that in a lot of ways you know a lot about Teton County, maybe more than some of the other legislators do in other parts of the state? Yeah, I, um, I, I think it's a conversation we're going to have. It's a conversation that the legislature is having at this point. Uh, and, and I think it needs to, to, to really mature. It won't happen. My sense is it won't happen this year because of the American Rescue Plan dollars that are coming in. So we're able to offset some of the general fund dollars with these recovery dollars. But but I'm going to drive uh, really hard to make sure over the next three, four years, which is really what that rescue plan money's for, uh, that we come to a better and more equitable and proper uh, analysis of what our tax solutions ought to be. Uh, now, Wyoming is a, we we are a low tax state. Uh, we are not going to raise taxes just willy nilly, um, but we need to figure out how we're going to fund the, the enterprises we need. You talk about different issues that are going to keep coming up for you. One of those is clearly Medicaid expansion, mm-hmm. and and you've made your opinions on Medicaid expansion very well known, and and you've stayed very, I would say, clear with how you feel about that. Has has that changed in any way this summer? No, I I was disappointed this year that the Senate did not get it to the floor. Uh, clearly, the House, uh, with a lot of courage, uh, put forward Medicaid expansion. There was a good, robust discussion. Uh, it got stifled in in the Senate. That's politics. Uh, but but in my view, I, I think that conversation needs to happen. Now, is Medicaid a solution? That that's another matter. Uh, but my biggest concern is what do we do about providing good medical care in Wyoming? And it's a challenge uh, that, that can meet the needs of an aging population. That's just another one of those things we're going to have to contend with. Well, thank you, Governor Gordon. Is, is there anything else that you think I'm missing here that you'd like to talk about specifically about Teton County, given your time here? Well, Teton County, really, it's it's interesting because it's now one of the um, uh, it, one of the counties that actually helps fund schools uh, elsewhere in the state. Uh, so it's a recapture district, uh, kind of kind of a remarkable transition. So I'm very hopeful that Wyoming will begin to appreciate all that Teton County not only does monetarily for it, uh, but but also with the attraction of the tourism. And as I said in my speech today, you know, one of the big challenges for us is how we get people to think about 
Wyoming's a big, beautiful state with lots of beautiful places. How do we spread this wealth a little bit better so it's not so, you know, focused on Grand Teton and Yellowstone and Teton County, uh, but really does take in a, a broader swath of, of the country? Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Governor Gordon, for taking the time to meet with me. And it was a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's it for today on Jackson Unpacked. Original music for the show is by the local band Strumbucket. Subscribe now to Jackson Unpacked on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Kyle Mackey, and this is KHOL Jackson.